Welcome to Awakened. Now what? I'm your host, Helen. And I'm your co-host, JR. The purpose of creating this podcast is to build community amongst those who are awakened, those on the spiritual path, and those who are curious about spirituality. And we're excited to bring you part two about sex, dating, and spirituality. Let's talk about objectifying people. Ooh, good one. How do guys do it? Mm, When I talked about my... Uh, or the dating apps, machine gun gaming and dating apps. (laughs) Literally all I was looking for was the pretty face, the nice tits, the nice ass, the nice legs. And granted, there's nothing wrong with appreciating an attractive body or an attractive face. Yeah. In that Ascension episode, we talked about densities. Mm -hmm. And when you are less mature and more based in the physical body, that's Mm -hmm. a dense thing. Right. It's a dense state of being. That's right. what it is. And as we're here in this episode talking about energy management, that just gets lighter and lighter and mm-hmm. more spiritual. Right. <laughs> right. It's shallow, right? Right. It's shallow. Collectively, males have their heart chakra closed and have to open it at some point within their hundreds of lifetimes in the future. Is that daunting? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a sacral chakra that rules sexual energies and... A lot of guys have that open. <laughs> a lot of guys have that open. And that tends to be where you just kind of say yes or no, like a really kind of gut thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, nice tits, yes or no, right? Easy <laughs> easy judgments to make. Right. Look, we aren't bodies like we've talked about. Our body is our unique vessel into this experience, but we encompass way more than bodies. And for those of you who are listening to this, we want you to see past bodies. But you can appreciate a nice body, an attractive body, just remember that they are more than that. Way more than that. And I'm not just going to knock on the guys, so how (laughs) do women objectify? Women, this might be unconscious to you, but typically women will objectify in the sense of wanting a boyfriend or wanting that partner. And Mm -hmm. so then are you real? if you get that title, are you really seeing this person for who they are, more than a body, more than a label? Look, again, we've been conditioned. When we grow up, we have to get married, right? We have to have kids. We have to have that white picket fence and that nice house. I think a lot of us have to realize that that is partly conditioning. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to, to want those things. It's okay to want kids and have that marriage, but just to be aware of how you were programmed as a kid. Like, the meaning of life isn't about marriage. It's not. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a part of life, but the meaning of life isn't marriage and kids and, and finding that significant other. For those that want marriage, really understand your reason for why you want it mm-hmm. and what that marriage might look like to you. There's this idea of supplementary versus complementary relationships. Uh-huh. And a supplementary relationships is where there's more polarity, there's more opposites, so kind of what we've talked more about. More awareness, more understanding. Yeah, because mm-hmm. then you see, I see your strengths and weaknesses and I can balance them with mm-hmm. my strengths and weaknesses. Um, and we each find our differences exciting. These are the, the two aware people who come together to support each other and not necessarily need each other. Yes, there's no needing because needing usually comes from a place of lack. And in in a supplementary relationship, the awesome question again, what do you want to create with your partner, Mm -hmm. stands more in the forefront. Mm -hmm. If you want the complementary one, just be aware that complementary is more similarities. And so you may have to be 
active or proactive, conscious, I guess, intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About the stimulation that you guys have in your more world relationship right. because you are more similar. Right. Yeah, when I was growing up, all I wanted was a girlfriend. And, and I was like, I just want a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't necessarily like wanting to look at myself. As I got older, I took the time to invest in myself and not necessarily believe that I needed someone to complete me. That's another programming that somebody else completes you. Yeah, you are complete. Yes, we are all whole people. We're whole. We are complete. All right, Helen, let's talk about sex. We're uh, here because of sex. We're, we're here because <laughs> of sex. We all know sex feels good. Yes. And it's been deeply studied and experienced. A lot of people love having sex. So how can we move forward and continue to have these great sexual experiences, but with a conscious approach? Yeah, because if you say that you have sex because it feels good, it's almost very one-dimensional. It's one, it's, yeah, unidimensional. Again, breaking past old, old programs, we're moving past that. It's more than just feeling good, right? It's a sacred act. Sexual energy is one of the most powerful energies in the universe. It's a creative energy. It's, a crea- it's probably the most creative energy. Yeah. Right? You can direct it, redirect it, and channel it into other areas of your life. It's more than just getting off now. Yeah, for me. Yeah. So you mentioned sacred sex. Is there a point in your life where you had a contrast to know that sacred sex is what you really want now? Yes. Before my current relationship, I went a period of about two years of a lack of intimacy. And gradually, I became disinterested in sex with another woman. And that alone, I realized, is an imbalance. There was something definitely off with me energetically. For my own spiritual growth and expansion, I had to learn how to rebalance those energies. Not, I didn't necessarily have to have sex. I just had to hone in on the fact that this energy is powerful. I need to tap into this energy. You know, sexual vitality is vital to your overall health. Yeah, there's actually studies that show like holding a loved one's hand lowers blood pressure or stuff like that. Yeah. As we talk about sex, this is understimulation and there's definitely overstimulation. So doing the necessary things to bring that energy center back into balance. Besides sex, what are some of the things that you do to bring that balance into your life? So if we think about the chakras, it's related to the sacral chakra and the sacral chakra is our center for creativity. So I like bringing out my coloring book, starting to doodle. Yes. Playing on my piano. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's all creative stuff, right? Yeah. Getting that energy out. Yes. Getting that, and, and, you know, getting the energy to flow back into mm-hmm. that region where that energy center is. You uh, can also play with energy in um, your interactions with people. Like yeah. this podcast is a way of doing it right, too. Right, right. We always talk about body work, exercising, lifting heavy to, to get that raw energy out. So let's talk about cosmic charging. Yes. This says that when a woman reaches orgasm from penetration without her partner reaching orgasm, and as she climaxes, her partner receives the energy of the orgasm and loops the orgasmic energy back into her. Yeah. When we talk about sex and energy and that energetic loop, that creation of energy in the sex act It's enormous, depending Mm -hmm. on your level of connection with that other person. Mm -hmm. Have you ever experienced something like this? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so break it down. (laughs) I wish it for everyone. (laughs) So what, all right, so what was it like? 
I guess. Now, now we're no, talking no. about both heterosexual sex and homosexual sex. Because so, this is all energy. All energy. All it's energy. not just because just because the definition says penetration, it doesn't mean right. that it's just that. Not just the penis. It says one partner climaxes, the other can receive, receive the energy. energy. Yeah, see, it's all energy manipulation. Right. It is. Yeah. Right. And I know that when I'm there, it's because I ha- I'm, I've let go. I'm in a very free state. Let Surrendered go of into all, that moment and you're let go fully of all present. all those preconceived things. How am I supposed to look? How am I supposed to behave? Whatever, yeah. whatever. You're just free. Right. Yeah. You know, I've had a somewhat similar experience with my girlfriend where even before I climax, she has a tingling sensation throughout her entire body. She can actually feel that energy. And that's insane, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the first year that I've learned about this, cosmic charging. Look it up, people. It, it's it's amazing. And once you learn how to, again, transmute, manipulate energies, you can use these energies for so much more than just sex because those energies last after the initial orgasm. Talk about high vibrations. Yeah. High vibrations. That was a good one, Helen. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> talk to my girlfriend a lot and you know we're, we're very open sexually our orgasms are so much more powerful with each other masturbating alone now doesn't really do it for me nor nor does it does it do it for her i can relate yeah right it's just like an empty feeling when you do it when you do it alone it's just like that instant gratification that we talked about talked about cosmic charging let's talk about the cosmic orgasm so i found this on uh, the instagram profile is called learning cosmic sexuality And they say a cosmic orgasm is basically an experience that requires every aspect of your being to be in alignment and trusting yourself enough to be one with your cosmic orgasmic energy within you. It is free-flowing and fluid when no block exists within you. You must have this alignment within yourself and then establish a true alignment with your partner. When you try to force any connection without first healing... What is exactly what we've been, we've been talking about. When you try to force any connection without first healing, you are re-traumatizing yourself. That's deep. Right? Again, like we've been saying, to even achieve a cosmic orgasm is to achieve balance within oneself first. To have a cosmic orgasm with another partner, they themselves have to come into alignment. When you have sex with someone, you plug into them, literally. Male, female, 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 male, male, right? You are plugging into their energy field. That auric field kind of meshing, right? Yes, yes. And depending on your level of consciousness, you are able, and this I can attest to this, you download everything. Traumas, fears, patterns, the energies from their ex-lovers, if they haven't cleared that energy yet. But you're also, you know, downloading the good parts of them. You're downloading everything. When it becomes a, a regular act between two partners, you are deeply intertwined within their thoughts, their emotions, and you can actually read them <laughs> from afar. So I had this one instance where I was at work, and I was a little horny, and I masturbated to the thought of my girlfriend. About five minutes later, she texted me, and she says... She was in class. She's in, she's in uh, grad school. She texted me while she was in class, and she said, I'm not sure what it is about this class, but I really want to fuck you right now. <laughs> and I told her, I was like, 
I didn't even, you know, connect the dots. I was just like, yeah, I just masturbated to the thought of you about five minutes ago. And she goes, oh, that was it. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that insane? The connection, yeah. Right. It had nothing to do with the class. It had everything to do with energy. Uh-huh. You know, I was thinking about her, you know, while I was masturbating. This might be TMI for a lot of listeners out there. But, <laughs> hey, if you tune into sex, dating, and spirituality, you're going to get everything. <laughs> but, yeah, that's how deep that connection goes. That's how deep when you have attached energy from a significant other. That's how deep it goes. Have you ever had anything like that happen to you? <laughs> In connection of sexual energy mm-hmm. wise, I am not sure. I think my experiences recently have been in more in the spiritual realm. So mm-hmm. I haven't noticed as much. I think because right. my journey has been more about creating boundaries. Right. Right. So it's different now. Right. Yeah. I realized that's like. 20 minutes after, I'm like, that's kind of, that's so cool. That's kind of freaky. That's a, yeah. And that's I told the her, connection. Right. That connection, that deep of a connection. And when both people are, because she's a very aware woman. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I was like, at the beginning of the relationship, I was skittish and afraid because it's like being vulnerable at an extreme level. Yeah, definitely. That's the way a lot of people are afraid of relationships. Yeah. <laughs> all in all, overall, actually, is these are all things to consider. Mm-hmm. When you have a sexual relationship with another person. Mm-hmm. What are you ready to take on? What are you not ready to take on? Right. And it's a huge responsibility. Yeah. So being respectful of the person in front of you and their everything that they are. Their whole stories, their whole energies. Yeah. Yes. How about we talk about breakups? Yes. I mean, that's a huge part of dating, right? Yeah. And uh, you'll go through many... I mean, depending on your dating life, you go, he'll go through many, many, many breakups. Uh, what was your worst breakup like? Oh, we talked about it in the first yes, episode. Yes, yeah. Right? We know mine. We know that. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> but what did it mean for my life, right? Right, right yeah. Because then that's that led to so much growth and change. And there's an understanding of the pain of a breakup and not enough emphasis on how it's an opportunity to rebuild, to flourish. To look at yourself. Again. Again. Yeah. I mean, breakups are are major, major learning points yeah. in one's life. Huge you, ones. Yeah. You can learn so much about yourself. I mean, look, look at us, right? I'm in this position because of a terrible breakup. Mm. My consciousness was awakened due to a breakup. What was the biggest thing that you've learned from your biggest breakup? Oh my gosh, that I create my own world. <laughs> you create your own reality. Yeah, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So even though you you'll hurt when you're going through them, right. we usually feel for the person who is broken up with. Right. But even as a person who does the breaking up, there is a lot of internal shift that happens mm-hmm. that you can respect. Right, and we we agreed that the root of all breakups is an energetic mismatch. Yes. Um, some sort of hu- uh, soul lesson involved. Yeah. We talk about soul contracts. Maybe you had a soul contract to be with that person and you were supposed to go through that experience, whatever experience it was. And it's up to each person to choose whether they grow or not. Mm-hmm. They can either wallow in their grief and their despair or they can grow from it. Free will exists. <laughs> How many breakups have you had? Too many, JR. <laughs> Too many. And we're talking about actual actual boyfriends, man. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can't relate. I can't can't really relate. This could be interesting and helpful as um, 
we talked about how you could re-traumatize yourself if you haven't done the healing. Mm -hmm. And after my first big breakup of the seven-year one, I was essentially re-traumatizing myself because I recreated the situations where I would get broken up with. Mm. Like, in all these breakups that I'm telling you about, I've only done three out of the, like, ten. Wow. Yeah. So I kept repeating the pattern until I could finally heal myself and have a very conscious uncoupling in my most recent breakup. Right. So at that point in in your awareness, right, you were grasping to something outside of you. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what we all do. We all do it because we, we learned it in our parent-child relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we grasp for something that we feel is outside of us. Mm-hmm. When, all right, let's let's change the, the paradigm of breakups. I mean, depending if you're still single and you're dating, you, you'll probably go through another one. I mean, hopefully you find someone loving and, so, and your next significant other. But knowing that that breakup served you. Yes. There's always something good to take away from that relationship. All right, so we talked about how important your sexual energy is. Let's talk about the low-frequency activity of watching porn. Now, I'm going to say that porn isn't bad, porn isn't wrong, nor is it right. What I'm saying is porn is low-frequency. It is a low-vibrational activity if you choose to watch it. Because what you're doing is you're giving away delicate, your precious, your powerful sexual energy to your computer screen. And you're wasting this valuable energy. What are your thoughts? It's very true. It's also a form of programming, as we mentioned. Heavy, heavy programming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The paradigms that are presented there are that sex ends after a man orgasms, that a woman is basically there for the man's orgasm. Right. So they play the submissive role, right? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. For women, it says that your orgasm happens when you're having these deep, shallow breaths, when full, when orgasm is a full body experience and you're breathing deep into yourself. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's a full partner experience, yeah. right? Yeah. And I've cut down my porn. Cons- I, I know that I said porn is low frequency. I cut down my porn watching. So maybe once a month. <laughs> before it was like every day. Wow. Before it was it was every day before I had a relationship. It was like every day I was watching porn. And so as, can you reflect on the JR that watched it every day and the JR now? I'm way more balanced. I feel more cognizant during the day. I'm not looking for this instant gratification of an orgasm. And, you know, those orgasms through, through porn are shallow. They're empty. Yes. And... It's very unsatisfying. What about you? Do you watch porn? Have you watched porn? Do you, have you stopped watching porn? I've stopped. I used to watch it. Wow, this is a very interesting thing to look back and kind of notice. I think more so when I was, yeah, instant gratification, maybe mm-hmm. lonely, right. you know, looking right. for some way to feel, quote unquote, connection. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about sexual energy. I want to talk about protecting your sexual energy. By watching porn, you, you give it away freely. And also, it's important to protect your energy because there are beings who are waiting to hijack your sexual energy. There are many people with energetic entity attachments mm. around them. And these people are the nymphomaniacs, the sex addicts. It is huge. I mean, we talk about protecting your, gen- your energy in general. Mm-hmm. Protect your sexual energy. Watching porn can be detrimental to your health. You know, we talked about the programming behind porn, and I was fucking 
so young when I had access to porn. Yeah. They make it so easy for children to access it. And it's, oh my God, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's it shouldn't be, you know, in creative, uh, playful creatures to have a programming that says that sex is this way is just not healthy. Right. As a young kid, it programmed me. Yeah. And it'll, it'll take massive amounts of healing to reprogram that. We've reached the now what part of our episode. A couple of things. Make sure you're consciously dating. Mm-hmm. Consciously dating, make sure that you're healing. One of the biggest parts of this episode, and I emphasized it throughout, was coming into alignment with yourself. Again, self-healing, self-nurturing, self-discovery, and self-mastery. And do it by balancing your masculine and feminine energies. Right. Know that you have both. Mm -hmm. Know that you encompass both the divine masculine, the divine feminine, and that these are divine energies within you. That you have all the resources already at your disposal within you. And that you do not need anything outside of you. You don't need this love that you believe is outside of you. You don't need to go chase after this person that you've been chasing after. Take a step back. Breathe. Look at all of your energies within you. And then also cut down on your porn consumption. (laughs) It'll do wonders for you. It will do wonders for not only your sex life, but just your overall well-being. Yeah. Another way to look at that is that you're honoring your creative sexual energy. Yes, honoring your energy, becoming aware that your sexual energy is one of your most powerful energies. Yeah. And finally, make your sacred sex a spiritual practice with your partner. Yes, we make it a weekly practice. Helen and I always talk about daily practice, uh, meditating, breath work, exercise, spiritual walking and guiding, all these things to up-level your spiritual practice. Incorporate sex with your partner. Make it a spiritual practice. Make the space for it. Sage each other before you have sex. Take a salt bath together. Mm. Clear your energy. Make sure you're clearing your energies of of all the energies that you've absorbed throughout the months, the days, the weeks. And when you come together, make it a sacred sexual act with your partner. You will only intensify and enhance the connection. Yeah. All right. That was another fun episode of Awake and Now What. So if you liked this episode, feel free to reach out to me or Helen. You can find me at journeythroughtheawakening.com. And me at heal.me slash Helen Lim. Please make sure to subscribe. This has been a fun episode. We'll see you guys next time for the next one. Mm